2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com.
3: You're tuned in to Oiler's Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network, YouTube.
0: Ah, at least we got a point against the Flyers, right? That's not that bad. It's not that bad. Point streaks alive. Bag milk here. Let's get into things with the lead. The Oilers draw a two-one decision to the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll be breaking it all down today on Oilers Nation. Every day, coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. As always, we are streaming. On the Oilers Nation Twitter and Facebook, as well as on the Nation Network YouTube, where I see the chat is already fired up. Hammer that like button while you're there. Rusty is the first one in. He gets first comment of the day. The Reckless Optimist? 100%. It's been a great year with Woody leading the way, yet I still see a few people calling for his firing. There was a post I saw saying that losing to Philly in a shootout was grounds for dismissal. <laughs> Give your head a shake. we are zero and 2 in our last 10 We're in the driver's seat to win the division, says Rusty. And I think Woodcroft is the best coach we've had in a long time. Yes, the Oilers wake up this morning just three points back of the top spot in the Pacific Division, with a game in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights as well. So while Edmonton missed out on a second point last night, Seattle and Calgary both were held out of the point column entirely. They suffered regulation losses yesterday. So, man, I mean, it was still, I think... On the whole, a positive night for the Oilers, but obviously you would have liked to see them go out and get a win against a team like the Flyers. There are a lot of issues in that game. We're going to break a ton of them down. Also, the title of our show today, Happy Anniversary Jay Woodcroft. On this day last year, the Edmonton Oilers made their coaching change, a move that turned around their season. They were free-falling, kind of like they were a little bit... Before this January, February run here, but the coaching change undoubtedly sparked the team. We are now 12 months into the Jay Woodcroft era. And I'd love to know here in the chat. What grade do you give old Joff for his first calendar year behind the bench? As you can see, it's been 106 games. Liam, does this include the playoffs? Yes. 106 games, including the playoffs, 63, 35, and 8, an appearance in the Western Conference Finals. Man, I mean. Also, did you guys accurately put his stats in there? Is he 6'1, 190 pounds, and shoots right? Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's. All right. Sure. Sure. I'd love to know how accurate some elements of that are. Is Woody maybe a little thicker than his playing weight? I don't oh, know. how dare you? Ah. Good touch, good touch. Great little board there, Liam. Uh, but drop your grades for what you think about Woody in his first year. It's water weight also. Parker Wazalenko didn't go with the letter grading system. <laughs> he said eight and a half out of ten, which I think, according to Smart Cowboy, results in a B plus. So uh, he gave him a B plus. Flute says A minus is fair. He was in with an A as well. Were we having an issue with someone not potted so, up?
4: So these mics have been switched around. Yep. This is usually mic two. Yeah. And now I'm mic three. So, my what do they call that? When you touch, you know something's there. Muscle muscle memory. Muscle memory always puts up two. So, to answer the question, yes, that is Jay Woodcroft's stats. The C stands for coach, not sediment.
0: All right. So, Jay Woodcroft does accurately come in, according to Liam, at 6'1, 190 pounds, and he shoots right. From his playing days i like that and people were just telling you. i like people were just telling you to speak up as well um anyways you're dropping your grades for jay woodcroft honestly i think i'm with the people who are in that a range like i mean as a rookie head coach in the nhl he brought a team to the western conference finals that is very impressive and now he's got them in a spot where they could very realistically win this season so I, I have a hard time saying even a minus. I think I'm going to go even A. The only thing that would have made it an A plus is if they would have got to the Stanley Cup Finals last season. Bagno has his hand raised at the back of the room. What's up?
3: You told me not to interrupt.
0: I know. Well,
3: Jason Gregor today at OilersNation.com has a little factoid that like you would like about Jay Woodcroft Tyler. Sure. Woodcroft has had the most successful run of any head coach in Oilers franchise history through their first 90 games. The Oilers are 55, 27, and 8 with Woodcroft. That is the most wins and best points percentage, which is a 656 since the Oilers entered the NHL in
4: 1979, 1980. Hmm. It's pretty good. Fun fact
0: for you, Tyler. Not bad. I think the other thing with Woody, too, is just he's a lot, he's likable. He's probably the most likable coach that this team's had in recent memory. Like Todd McClellan, you know, was a little bit prickly. Dave Tippett was a little old school. But Woodcroft's got that fresh kind of new age sort of mentality behind him. And I I think it's, I think the players find it refreshing. And I think as a fan base coming out of the Dave Tippett era as well, it was nice to have a coach who at least publicly always has his players back, isn't afraid to take a bullet for his players either. It's uh, it was really really refreshing. I like it. To I
3: me, know. that was the biggest thing yeah. that I could notice going from you know, you know McClellan, McClellan to Hitchcock to, Hitchcock to Wood, Wood- uh, to uh, what Sam does name Woodcroft. You know? he, he never, not, not once, will once throw a single, single player, player under the bench or under, or under the bus. bus I should show. say, yep. not, not once he will talk about the team. team. He will, he will praise, praise people publicly, but he will criticize behind closed doors. And I think that is just a massive, massive change for this franchise, especially after who they had had leading up to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Uh, so, Jay so, Jay Woodcroft, one year on behind the bench, the bench of the Edmonton, Edmonton oilers, oilers. And, of course, is this the is the point where the oilers, oilers just went on that crazy run as well with uh, with Woody behind the bench. So, keep dropping your grades. Feel Jay Woodcroft's done in his first year. Bashan says A- on the post-flame stance alone. The Woody stance waiting for uh, Daryl Sutter after the Oilers swept the flames. Brody says A- for Woody, D for the stream at the moment. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. We're gonna keep working on that. It's uh it's a Friday. There's an echo now apparently. Everything's happening. Oh, you probably don't have your mic
4: muted. No, it's muted. I turn my camera off. I am off the screen right now. I am I am just hands free.
0: We are letting all of the internet focus on
4: just we've got nothing known. I'm directly connected to it. Maybe I should I don't know what to do. Ah, whatever. That's life
0: that's life uh let's get into our three big things brought to you by our friends at montana's where we have liam a 50 dollar gift card to give away can i win no you cannot ah. the winner's actually already been picked by our uh, marketing team so i'm going to pull up the email here
4: do you want me to do a drum roll on um, this oh that'd be nice do we okay there's a rim shot sure okay you ready
0: yep <laughs> there's your drum roll the email <laughs> i got from marketing said The Montana's $50 gift card from all the entries across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The winner is at D Buyer. D-B-U-Y-E-R. I am just looking up the name right now. Donovan Buyer is his full name. Enjoy them ribs. Enjoy that $50 GC. Just based off your profile, you got a couple of young kids as well. So maybe this is a good chance. You know? Family. Like let the let the grand no or let the grandparents Ooh. watch the kids, you and the missus taking a $50 GC to Montana's That's to take true. advantage of one of their daily deals. So many. Look at this. Half price wings. You could crush a lot of half price wings with a $50 GC. You could get $10 $5 tacos with this gift card. Pretty good what's plan a, there. What's the Sunday one
4: there? Oh 50-, 50% online takeout.
0: Hey, take advantage of the online takeout as well. Don't on even, Sundays? On yeah.
4: Sunday.
3: There's a big game coming up on
0: Sunday. Why the not use that game.
4: $50 GC right there? I didn't think Oilers Montreal was that big. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's a big game. <laughs> it's a big, big game. When we talk about the have other big breakfast game Montana's. on Sunday, we should, we should act as though we don't have the rights to say it, like all the commercials do, right?
4: The big game. The
0: big game. Ready for the football game on Sunday? The championship football game? Mm. We have super deals all day Sunday. <laughs> Get them in a bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Why not order a little Montana? Hey, we also have another giveaway. We're doing a little bit later on in the show. A trip for two to Toronto. I have all the names in this hat. This is the finalist right here. There were a ton of entries across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We took three from each, so a total of nine finalists are entered for a trip for two to Toronto next month. What is going on
4: over there i didn't
3: move there is Stuff shenanigans rolling. going on behind the scenes here tyler this is
4: mm-hmm. the official bro down
0: yep it's friday and honestly we have just <laughs> absolutely mailed it in um
4: speak for yourself i'm
3: <sighs> yeah, primed
0: i didn't sign on to like a minute today. before the show um, Okay, let's get into our three big things for Montana's because I do have some prep done for that. And we should break down the 2-1 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. Uh, Number one for me is just sloppy. Just couldn't complete a pass to save their life. They couldn't make two plays in a row. Run this clip here, Aaron, uh, if you can, because I, I didn't like this play at all from Dreisaitl. When you're working your way into the offensive zone, you have a couple of options if you just throw it deep. And you just throw oh, an absolute man. muffin into the middle. Like, I don't know. Again, the shot hits a stick. It's not Stu's fault. But my point is, this sort of mini, I don't know if you want to call it an odd man rush. It was a two on two, but that rush should have never happened because you need to be more responsible with the puck here. Like, it's just, well, who are you even trying to seem a perfect pass to there? I didn't like that goal at all. And that really was, in my opinion, a microcosm of the whole night for the Edmonton Oilers couldn't complete two straight passes. Sloppy at the blue lines, all that stuff. It was just brutal from start to finish.
3: If you've ever heard me say on any Oilers Nation podcast, blue lines, yeah. that play right there is an example of not doing that. Hundred
0: percent. away at The blue goes back the other way in the net. Yeah. Tail as old as Tyler. Smart Cowboy says something's up with Leon Dreisaitl. Austin called it a selfish play. Lance says the Oilers are still sleepy. Rusty. I don't know what Dry was doing there. And he had a couple other ones throughout the game that were just like, I don't know. And listen, I don't want to do the whole is he hurt thing because at some point, and it's been the excuse that a lot of people like to throw out for when he has bad games and he talked when I was at the All-Star break, he talked about how the stats look great. He's not happy with this season so far. Hmm. So this isn't exactly, you know, me calling him out and whatever. Like he's aware that he hasn't been at his best this season outside of the stats columns. People are saying he could use a break. He got a break. We all saw the photos. He was in Turks and Caicos for a week. Hmm. You had a week. And if you want to sit here and say he's hurt, I'm done letting that be an excuse because play better or sit out. <laughs> One of the two. What, you can't just keep being, like. we can't keep sitting here as a fan base and as media being like, well, maybe he's hurt and that's why he's playing bad. It just can't keep happening. It's been three months of that whenever he has a bad game and he's been great a lot of the time, but I'm just saying, it seems like every time there's a bad game, people just go, he's banged up. And it's like, well, no, he's not banged up. Also for the record,
3: like saying Drysaddle had a bad game is not saying he's a terrible hockey player no. last night either. We were doing a cast last night, just a real quick one. And I was just saying, this was a rough night for Leon. And yep. the people go, Yeah, but he's one of the best players in the league. Of course he is. Nobody's saying he's not. But you can point out when he had a rough night. And that play on that goal that you just showed that Aaron just showed is a perfect example of the night he had. This
4: is rough. Sloppy. I think the thing is too, it's okay to say it because we say it about so many other guys. Why is yeah. is Dry Sidle excused from it? Like I'm you know why he's just so many positive things. Maybe that's why he's a bit more excused from it, but Guys, a bad night. He has a bad night. It's not it the happens. end of the world. It's it like, happen. 82 games. You're not going to be perfect every single one.
0: I just think sometimes when he is an off night, he's really forcing it. Like there was the one really bad turnover where he came in on like a partial break and just tried to like spin it behind his back blindly. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're not, I tweeted. I was like, you're not playing three on three at the All-Star game anymore. Put that puck on net. You have one of the best shots in the NHL. Shoot the damn thing. And you saw the way Evander Kane scored as well. Yeah. Puck on net. Look at how Kevin Hayes scored. Yep. Puck on net. And it's just, I don't know, he was trying to be way too fancy. He almost did make a great assist on a goal that eventually got called back in that hockey game as well. Uh, Pradnaski says, I love dry, but I always joke to my dad late in the game where the Oilers need a goal that hopefully he doesn't throw a backhand pass straight to the opponent's tape for the empty netter. And I mean, yeah, he's a high risk, high reward guy sometimes mm-hmm. with those backhand passes, and you love it when it works. The other thing is, I feel like when McDavid has an off night, you, you just don't notice him. He Because he still skates fast. He does a couple of things throughout the game where you're like, damn, there's McDavid. But when McDavid's off, it's just maybe not. He's not as consistently dangerous. Maybe there's a sloppy play in the D zone or something like that. When dry settles off, I just find that you notice it a lot more. And that's the reason why some parts of the fan base really pile on when he struggles. Because, again, for the most part, he's great. But there's no denying last night he was a big part of the story. Didn't it look a lot
3: like last night's game was the one you and I went to against Columbus two, three weeks ago, whenever it was? Yeah. They were trying to be too cute by half. They weren't getting simple plays on net. They were just
4: shooting themselves in the foot by overcomplicating things. And Leon was right in that mix as well. But you know what the positive thing about this is? They were bad in both those games and they got a point out of it. Yep. Still got a point. So that's That's what good teams do. So that's what elite
0: teams do. Yep. And
4: we are elite.
0: And you might be sitting there being like, hey, the Oilers are racking up cheap little overtime losses. That's not as meaningful. They still have five less OT losses than the Calgary Flames, who are really only in the playoff picture at all because of their ability to get OT losses.
3: And that OT loss bumped them into what? Third place in the Pacific? Tied for second. So rough night. You flush it. You move on. You got to have a better performance on Saturday against Ottawa. But ultimately, it was you, you can write yep. this game off.
0: Flames lost last night in regulation. Kraken lost last night in regulation. Calgary has just 24 wins on the season. If you just go straight win-loss record, they are 24-28. and Straight win-loss record, the Oilers are 29-23 and on the year. It is uh, quite the difference between the two provincial rivals, who I think a lot of people just kind of penciled in to spots one and two in the Pacific Division this year. And it was expected everyone else would be fighting for the scraps. And it hasn't been that case at all. It's also still worth noting that the flames are only five points back of the oilers so the playoff race is going to be intense which is why the out-of-town scoreboard is important
4: i said at the start of the season five teams from the pacific would make the playoffs
0: man the way minnesota's rolling three losses in a row four and six in their last ten a loss to arizona mixed in there as well they're at 58 points tied with the calgaryens They do have a game in hand, which will help them. But Minnesota could very well miss the playoffs. And yesterday, Dean Evason came out and was making some pretty strong comments about what's costing them games. And he said, bad, aggressive pinches are costing them hockey games. And it was basically like he just pointed at Matt Dumba and was like, that guy. That guy's costing us hockey games right now, um, so that's interesting. Frank Saravali had a little bit on that today on the DFO rundown with Jason Greger. My second big thing last night for our, our friends at Montana's: How about Stuart Skinner? Ooh, you amazing. You want to talk about the only reason the Oilers got, a, or the biggest reason the Oilers got a point last night? It's because Stuart Skinner had a 972 save percentage. He didn't have a great January by any means. His save percentage was below 900 on the month as a whole, but He started to slowly piece things together. He was good against Columbus. An 889 save percentage doesn't look great on paper, but he made some really big saves in that hockey game. He's now above a 930 in three of his last five, which I don't mind at all. But last night, a 972 save percentage and just some monster saves in that hockey game. Like Carter Hart was great. I think Stuart Skinner was without a doubt the better of the two in that hockey game. And the Oilers aren't sitting here with a point from last night if it's not for Stu
4: even like that that save at the end of the game, I thought uh, Kulak blocked it and then they showed the replay and it was a stew
3: blocker
4: save. Like, holy smokes. Like, that is just massive. And for the Oilers to have two goaltenders right now playing at the top of the level that they're both capable of, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why they've been on this streak. And I know the offense have been there too, but even against Detroit that first period, yes, the post helped them a couple of times, but also that's a positioning of the goalies to make it a little bit tighter on them too. So... Yeah, just the way Stu played was literally the yep. only reason I got a point.
0: The internet has fixed itself, which is great. We're up to triple digits and concurrent viewers on YouTube. So let's keep this bad boy rolling. I like this one from Connor, who I don't think I've don't think i ever seen Connor Vandpolder in the chat before. So if it's your first time commenting, welcome, uh, welcome in, Connor. He says, Skinner always looks so calm and steady. And that's a big reason. Like if the playoffs started today, Skinner's my guy. I know Campbell's been playing great, but I just have that trust that trust element was Skinner a little bit more. And I'm not worried he's going to let in a softy the way I still just a little bit am with Campbell. And he's been again, very good. He's turned it on as of late, which is awesome. But I still trust Skinner a little bit more. And last night's a prime example. Why?
3: I'm not worried about it. In In fact, fact, I think this is an amazing
4: problem to have. What would you do on the weekend? You obviously split them, but what way would you go? Skinner Sunday. I might yeah, even I go Skinner Saturday just because he just played, he played so well, and then just give Campbell the other one. Yeah, you could. I don't I think, think right now well w- at this point. No, I don't think so.
3: Yeah, I think you could just go. You can go one, 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 one this
4: week just because of how the games play out and be fine with it. And how do, do we know what they're on next week? I take the Oilers week by week. I have no idea what happens. Kind of like life, onwards. you know. I no, I take that day by day. Ah, so it's hour by hour, in fact, and minute by minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh, next week, the Oilers have a. Wednesday's the Wings and Friday on home ice against the
4: Rangers, and then Sunday. Oh, so the Rangers is going to be yeah. the uh, the most interesting one for the goaltending. Well, Sunday's that- Colorado, so they play Saturday, Sunday. No, no, no. Nope.
0: Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Sunday, Friday, Sunday, and another matinee against
3: Colorado. That is in Colorado, Sunday at one o'clock Mountain.
4: Well, yeah. Have it there you have it i don't pay me to make those decisions just to comment on them mm-hmm. so come back to me on sunday morning
0: yeah i think you split the games on the weekend and you just go from there but i really do think we're going to see a hard rotation between the two i would be very surprised if we get a stretch where a guy gets four straight starts like we've seen at different points this season from each of them i think they're just going to really roll them hard
4: do you think three is the longest you would play a goalie yeah. for this team just because of how well they're both playing yeah That's i don't
0: think fair. right now they're both playing well you don't want to Go a stretch where a guy has a week off. I think that's a mistake.
4: Yeah. We're in a good spot.
0: We certainly are, the Oilers. Um, All right. Third big thing from last night. There's two areas I debated going with this one. I thought about talking about the fact that the Oilers didn't get a power play in that hockey game. Outrageous. Outrageous. McDavid was hauled down once. Would have been an easy call, especially when you haven't given a team a power play all evening. but.
3: Is ridiculous. You're telling me the Flyers didn't do a single infraction worthy of a penalty. Get the fuck out. Especially when
4: you're calling Ryan for a high stick when he his stick it, was in the other hand.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> Ridiculous.
4: Or <too. laughs> even the the Ney trip where his stick was up. Did you guys see that one too? Just a weird night.
0: It was a weird night. I didn't love... I mean, whatever. The Oilers only got called on three penalties, yeah. so it wasn't like insanely egregious. But the fact that, again, 60 minutes for a team like this to not get a penalty, I, I don't love that at all. Um, so that contributed to the loss, in my opinion. But the other thing I didn't like in OT was, man, Jay Woodcroft, you can't take your timeouts with you. You can't roll them over. There was a play with, I think, 90 seconds left in OT where he put McLeod, Nurse, and someone else on the ice. And I was just in there. I was like, Hyman. Hyman. And Hyman. I was like, burn it. There was already, right before that, there was a shift where it wasn't McDavid and Drysidel. So they've been sitting now for about a minute and a half, I think. And then you go to that trio and I go, burn your time out, man. Like, you want the two points or not? Burn it, rest the big guns. And then Nurse made that play where he iced it. Which and then I- they, they didn't burn it either. Because those guys at that point had been on the ice for 25 seconds. They've had to rush back defensively. And both Hyman and McLeod had to run up ice to try beat out an icing. Burn, burn your time out, Woody. Like you, you, have it.
4: Use it. I was thinking the exact same thing. It was like I would just kind of assume we had used it at some point and I had missed it. But I also thought the icing call was tight. I thought Hyman was right there. I thought he, I thought he was it too. off. But yep. and Clauder clearly saw that too. But yeah, that was weird. And it was odd to see Drysdale and McDavid. They only got two shifts in overtime. And I know, I know. That they took the first minute, and then they got the last, the last one yep. too. It's like why are we not and Kain? He didn't play in overtime. He was probably the Oilers' best forward last night. Probably. It was just weird decisions in overtime, but yeah, the the timeout one was the biggest one for me yeah. too.
0: Um, oh, I think uh, Aaron, look at you go. Does he have it? Oh no, I thought maybe we had that icing call or, uh, or one of the plays from a minute and a half left in OT where the Oilers actually almost scored as well. So it was... Uh, Yeah. I mean, they also could have gotten a goal. Oh, this is a Russia with McDavid with 90 seconds off. Sorry. And Carter Hart made that great glove save on that one. So that means the McLeod shift I'm talking about, actually, it might've been right there, but um, regardless, I thought they could have burned a timeout in that spot and whatever. I mean, small potatoes, like I said, Woody, I love you. Gave you an A grade on your first year as Oilers head coach. I just felt like in that instance, we could have dragged it out a little bit. Like, I know there is something to be said about like, oh, you don't just want to play McDavid and of the whole overtime. Some all people right. will say you, you know, spread it out, give everyone a
4: chance, but I'd go, why? Just this, play the best players. This is the NHL, not yeah. Bantam tier one. Yeah. So you want to win every single night? And I get it. It's overtime. You already have a point or whatever, but maybe play the best two players in the yep. league on the night. No. No? Mm. Do you know what? Sorry. In overtime, what was a great, a great play was when McLeod kind of carried it around the net and then found, I, w- I think, it was, oh yeah, he found Nurse and then he carried it again around the net and then got yeah. Nurse again. I thought that was really good for McLeod. Just shows kind of the confidence he has yeah, and, now.
0: And then maybe that's the value you get from yep. playing these guys a little bit more in OT, which again, I don't disagree with giving a third line a quick shift at some, that's fine. But I just, at some point, I would like to see a bit more urgency to get the big guns out there, try to win that damn thing. Um, Honorable mention from our three big things in Montana's, shout out to Nuge, shootout goal. That was silky. That was sick. And no one thought it went in. Like Jack Michaels didn't think it went in.
4: How about the one where News tried to chip it? Yeah, he tried to chip it over and it hit the post. Oh, I thought that was going in.
0: Kane almost scored on a wraparound. Like the Oilers very easily could have gotten the two points last night. They just played like shit, lost like one to a bad team. They played 12 minutes last night. That's what it felt like.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Have the Oilers won a bad game this season? Yeah. Like now, they, it seems like they're going through the stages of it where they couldn't. If they played bad, they had no chance. But now it's like, okay, they're playing bad, but at least they're getting a point. Maybe the next step is, well, we're playing bad, but at least we're getting two out of it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And to their credit, they've been playing very well yeah. since this hot streak started. There haven't been like a lot of off nights, but you know, you could go through the schedule and pick out a few. I'm sure where they weren't at their best and they managed to sneak out.
4: Maybe two the range ranges. I guess that would be the one.
0: I think I'm just looking. They had a 5 3 winning trial where I didn't think they were great back in December and things like that. So yeah. they found a way to squeak out points here and there, which is great. Again, that is what elite teams do. You win a bunch of times when you're at your best and you find ways to squeak it out when they're not. I'm interested to get your guys' take on the disallowed goal. Zach Hyman, I get it but I didn't like it. I get it as well. um, Because I think by the letter of the law, that is not a goal, but I think spirit of the game that should count. You know, like it's not like Fogle went in and it's clear with any sort of intent to knock the goalie out of position. He was angled that way by a defenseman, right? We'll get another look at it here on the replay where he steps in. He goes and listen, he, if he doesn't fall down, or sorry, he doesn't fall down if a stick doesn't whack his feet out. And that play doesn't look nearly as egregious if well, he doesn't fall thought. down.
3: If that stick wasn't in there, he probably doesn't fall down. It's probably not as big of a quote-unquote impact. The thing, again, that frustrates me is with goalie interference is there's no black and white. There's always shades of gray, and you never know. Plus the fact that Hyman just can't yeah. score a goal without having it get challenged is just outrageous. There was a bunch of factors in there that were annoying.
4: The Hyman thing is... Unbelievable! How many is that? Do you know? People were saying six. I think it's somewhere between six and eight so far this season, which is remarkable yeah. in itself. But as for the goal, I'm trying to pull it up here, but I don't know. Like, it's just
3: like, could you imagine knows? like Zach Hyman could have potentially 32 goals.
0: This yeah, like, year If you didn't have them all called back. That's why I tweeted the rocket Richard yeah. Photoshop, man. Like it's ridiculous. It's
4: very funny. Um, I kind of thought when it started yeah. showing the replay yep. and Fogel's foot was inside the pad and he kind of kicked him a little bit. I was like, ah, there's no way this doesn't get called. But also when you watch the replay from the angle <laughs> of right in the corner, the ref is looking right at it. And like, he counts it. And he counts the goals. So that's the thing that kind of bugs yeah. me a little bit. Like I get it if the ref's like not in the play fully, but like he was right there. Like you can call that no yeah. goal on the ice.
0: So did we say six or seven disallowed goals from Hyman?
4: I said six to eight. So I was go with seven. Okay.
0: If you would have seven, he'd be up at 33 and he'd be tied for sixth with Jason Robertson and Bo Horvat on the season. That's insane. Those are paying this guy like five and a half million dollars to be, I mean, even right now he's top 20 in the league in goals. It's
4: crazy, man. Both those guys are all stars too.
0: Yep. One goal back of Matthew <laughs> Kachuk, same games played. How about Carter Verhage in Florida though? That's a guy who's just had an unbelievable career arc because he's up there. He's got 28 on the season already. Anywho. Uh, Was there anything else I wanted to get off my chest from that game last night?
4: I got one thing. It's not from the game, though, but it's from yesterday. Okay. People are asking for the Bach.
0: No. Um, People are talking about Darnell Nurse (laughs) in the chat as well. And, man, I'm just... What I want, if you're a Darnell Nurse hater, the next game you watch, just have a pad of paper next to you and count, just put a little tick down. Every time the other teams cycle or the other teams play or rush... (laughs) Ends because of Darnell Nurse's stick. I think you would be surprised at how that tally grows throughout the game. I actually thought he played really well last night outside of 10 seconds in overtime where he didn't read the Provorov rush well and he stayed up ice too long, didn't pivot, didn't take away the angle. That could have been a non-scoring chance if Nurse plays that well, then he iced it, which again, we agreed the icing was sketchy at best. Outside of that, he blocked a shot that saved the game for them, got in the lane, saved a goal game doesn't go to OT without Darnell Nurse. And there were a lot of times, man, his stick is just in the right spot. I think he's scrambly a lot, but here's what I'll add to that. If you think Darnell Nurse's game is scrambly, if you think he's out of position and pinches bad, good Lord, you'd hate Jacob Chikrin. And that is, the, that is my final comment on that because I just realized I might have set off the chat and I didn't want to do that.
3: Well, that just goes to the fact that we are not watching Coyotes games. You know Jacob Chikrin's name.
0: Exactly. You look at a chart that says he's eighty-two percent, and you're like, "Whoa!"
3: Speaking of roster moves, uh, Jason Greger tweeted a handful of the local scribes got it. No Oilers on waivers today. Yamamoto not activated this weekend.
4: So, I believe they want to do it in Edmonton. Yeah, it makes sense. and I think I think they're buying for... themselves a couple. You, of got you got a couple extra, I, extra I, days. Buy a couple of days. It's also I think respect to the player to so, you know not being like, "Hey, we're in wherever they are right now. Where are they? Ottawa." You go to Ottawa, Saturday, Montreal, Sunday. But you got to fly back to Edmonton on your own, get all your stuff because you're going down to Bakersfield for however long. I don't know. I think it's just a respect thing to play it too. And also, isn't there something about you can't do it on game days or something? Well,
0: it's just because waivers kicks in at what would be noon mountain time and because they play Sunday at 1030. It's mm. right.
4: Yeah. but well, I saw it. So it sounds like Paul Yavi would be the one if someone's going to go on waivers. Seems like right? it, yeah. you mean, people were saying there's more... He, teams would accept more value. You Chris Johnson value. said it. Yeah, because he can now play in the American League. Just to show what the league thinks of Puliyarvi. <laughs>
0: yeah, here's you can be, argue about it in the chat, but that is how the league views him. So.
3: Here's going to be a reality check for a lot of people that are just really, really hardcore on the player. And again, I like, yes, Puliyarvi. Yeah. The fact that this is where we are really bums me out. But the value is not there. If you can put a player through on waivers, and if he clears... People could have had them for free. Yep.
0: An interesting kind of trade idea. And we'll dig into this in just a second. First off, though, Bag Milk is here. It's Friday. Fridays are for the bro down, And it's brought to you by our friends at Star Mechanical. You can check them out at starmechanical.ca. They're also on Instagram. I want to try to get them some more Instagram followers. Check them out. Uh, 24-7 emergency service as well. Call the number 780-481-8873. Edmonton's top new home plumbing installer. And it's been that way for the last 20 years. This is like a Sydney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin type run that Star Mechanical has had on the plumbing game in Edmonton. So check them out. StarMechanical.ca. Uh, Frank Saravalli has some new names up on his trade targets list over at Daily Faceoff. And there are a couple that I think could interest Edmonton Oilers fans. I'm just pulling up the full list here from our boy Frank so we can discuss this thing. A couple of them though where I'm going with this is a couple from the Red Wings and they play here next Wednesday. And somebody someone in the chat was talking about oh maybe it's a team you can look at. One of them is Tyler Bertuzzi, pending UFA, guy who plays with a little bit of jam, was getting under the Oilers skin earlier this week. That's an interesting idea. Fake tough. Yep. Well, fake hard he'd boy. be real tough here. I think <laughs> a fake they hard would boy. Be
4: as soon as you put that jersey on,
0: yep. And the other name is Jacob Verana. Man, I'd be really tempted with Jacob Verana, a guy who goals per sixty. Again, keep in mind he's missed a lot of time. Was in the player assistance program. Was banged up for a while. Goals per sixty. This guy scores at a rate at even strength that is basically it's like Ovechkin, Matthews, Verana. The talent is undeniable with this guy. The Red Wings have him stashed away in the minors if he was available today on the DFO Rundown, that the Wings plan on just buying out this dude this summer. Which means they would have to eat $1.9 million this year, or sorry, next year and the year after. So they'd have two years of dead cap space of $1.9 million for Verana. Well, what if you went to the Wings Tremendous stuff. Oh, I think we're back.
3: (laughs) Are we frozen? (laughs) Screenshot.
4: Oh, man. We need that screenshot. Oh, man.
0: Are we back? I'm reloading YouTube. I think we're back. We might be live. We're live. Let's just operate like we're live. Are we back? I don't know. But I don't want... Oh, yeah. Okay, we're back. We are back. We're <laughs> yeah. good? You guys We're good? We got the thumbs up from Aaron.
3: Oh, boy. Internet company with no internet.
0: Tyler's just frozen with his mouth wide open. <laughs> Bag milk. Stop watching MILF Manor. <laughs> no. Well, that's apparently what's crashing the stream is you streaming MILF Manor. I
3: need to rewatch the episodes. They're all very good. <laughs> all right. Please, I need that for future purposes. Okay.
0: I don't know where we. Jacob Verana. We're talking about new names on Frank Servalli's trade target board. <laughs> there are two from the Detroit Red Wings. One of them is Tyler Bertuzzi. The other one is Verana. Jacob Verana, as an even strength scorer in a goals per 60 rate, is right near the top of the league. <laughs> You're just laughing at the screenshot.
3: It's it's not only am I laughing at the screenshot. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> this could be the greatest screenshot of you in the history of screenshots or the internet. You
4: it is. It? Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know how
0: much mileage I'm going to get out of that one? An absurd amount. Oh, oh man, I love it. Um, Jacob Verana. So Jacob Verano. So Frank is saying a lot. There's a feeling around the league that everyone is just kind of push, or everyone's under the impression this is going to be a buyout. If it's a buyout, it's two years of dead cap space at 1.9 million for the Detroit Red Wings. If you could potentially go to the wings at the deadline and say, how about instead of you having dead cap space at 1.9 for two seasons after this, just eat like $2 million of it or 2.1 million of it for the next season because his contract ends at the end of next year. Varana at 2 million bucks. And a package that in some way involves Yessa would save you a million dollars this year to go out and add another piece or do that math however you want. And it would give you a left winger. Granted, he's a left winger. That's not a great fit. I understand that. But You could always flip Hyman or Kane to their offside and try to make something work there. Um, I'd be really interested in Jacob Veran. It's a a name that's starting to grow on me a little bit and he's clearly
4: available. Yeah. Well, it's a name that when he got put on waivers, everybody was hoping the others would claim. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad shout by any means. I just I just wonder if it's worth it in the sense of is there nobody out there performing in the league right now with that doesn't have those issues? You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think that's something the others should maybe be looking at a little bit more. Like I'll just go back to it like Max Domi. You can get him for uh, you can get damn him it for liam che- no you can get him for cheaper why would you not want him
0: maybe you can maybe get him for cheaper yes uh other new names on frank saravalli's board you can check out the full list dailyfaceoff.com ivan Barbashev moved up a little bit eric carlson moved up a little bit lawson kraus debuts on the list at number 17. didn't he just sign a contest? He just signed but apparently the the coyotes are open to making a move around him but got Four at 4.3 million. So you'd have to be really sure if you're going to go get a guy like that. And it probably costs you a decent amount. Uh, other new names on Frank's list Jacob Barana, who we mentioned, Bertuzzi, Nick Benino as a depth centerman. That's a guy the Oilers had talks with over the summer. Taylor Radish out in Chicago scoring at a decent rate. I don't want to touch that guy. Justin Braun, Cam Talbot, and Nikita Zaitsev are uh, the other new names here on the board. So
4: did you say Justin Braun?
0: Yeah. Well, they already have the jersey. They do. Was Braun one of those guys? Braun was one of those guys. It was like guys. Braun, Stahl, S- Susie, and Middleton.
4: Was Susie one of them? Too? Yeah, Susie was
0: one of them. Man, they got the jersey for Susie. I'm not even up on that. Um, all right. We're going to do, to wrap up today, our big <laughs> giveaway. Oh, no. You're just laughing at the screenshot, or did we freeze again?
4: It's nope. We did something. Oh, goddammit. <laughs> um, Kiefer Bellows got put on waivers today, along with. Linus Hogberg, both from Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, Friedman says, I think Edmonton plays its two games on the weekend then decides what to do with the roster. So it's <laughs> <laughs> just a dumb it's not <laughs> I think you could have done better than that is my point. Buddy,
3: That's. I'm
4: just getting started. I know. I got to warm, warm up. up oh, boy. The engines aren't quite primed, you know? Looks like Tyler's engines were primed in the video. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so good. We have a
0: giveaway. In this hat is a list of nine qualifiers. On March 10th, we, Bag Milk included, myself, Jay. I will be there. We are loading up on a plane. We are heading to Toronto. Our friends at AMA Travel have created just an absolutely bougie nation vacation. Staying at the Fairmont Royal York. And it can only be called the Royal York if the Queen stayed there. So Mm -hmm. that's how you know it's fancy. I'm sorry, Liam. Um... We got gondola suite seats, food included in there, Oof. for Edmonton, Toronto, Saturday night downtown Toronto. On Un- off, just stop sweet. eating now. You know, yeah, just get ready to load up. It's going to be great. It includes your transportation to and from the airport in Toronto. Drake will be there. It's going to be an unreal weekend. Justin Bieber will be yep. there. Nine qualifiers, courtesy of our friends at AMA Travel. Vince I am Carter picking one. Drum on. roll. Sure, there's your drum roll, <laughs> and the winner is.
4: Liam Harvin, Liam
0: Harvin. Graydon Ryers from Twitter, at Graydon Ryers on Twitter. Whoop, whoop. You are the winner of the trip to, whoa, I ripped it. You are the winner of the trip to Toronto. So you and a guest are going to be coming to the six with us, March 10th to 12th. Shout out again to our friends at AMA Travel. Graydon Ryers, you are the winner. We the We're, best. You are the best. We are gonna have a good time. AMA travels the best. If you are like this trip sounds like fun and I didn't win my way in, NationGear.ca is where you can go. There's only a couple of spots too. Like yeah, like less than
3: ten now left. We on the trip. need you if do not procrastinate on this trip. No. If you want to come with us, get to NationGear.ca, grab the spot. AMA Travel yep. put together a
0: hell of a vacation for us. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. To AMA Travel, Uh, here is the funny tweet bag milk no scent for all of you who are not on Twitter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just you know top 40, no? It's, it's topical. Uh, I just like to I like to imagine you projecting the song <laughs> in the shower, you know? Sure.
1: Let's yeah! get to our
0: <laughs> let's get to our Betway bets for uh, tonight's slate. Liam didn't do his job.
4: No, I got him. Oh, you did? I did. I copied one of yours, but I, I agree with it. Which was I don't have my laptop open. Now. Rangers puck line? No, Toronto Puck line. Uh, hang on. Who do they Playing the Blue Jackets? Yeah, the Blue Jackets, remember. But then I also went with Philip Hedl. Philip who? Hedl. Hedl to score a goal, too. Seven goals been, in his last five. He has been
0: He's a hot guy!
4: He is. Seven goals in his last five. Plus 187, if I remember correctly. Yep. Pour it on.
3: Pour it on! How about this, Tyler? I got a little uh, money line parlay for you tonight. Yep. We've got a favorites parlay. We'll just go Toronto. New York Rangers over Seattle and the Penguins over the Ducks on the money line. That is a tasty little 303. So it's a Ooh, plus 303.
0: I like taking the Rangers on the puck line tonight. Vlad Tarasenko debut.
4: I was looking for a an anytime, anytime goal. Going to find it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they're going to offer it tonight, actually, but our friends at Betway will have you covered if it's available. I love the Rangers on the puck line. Taking on a Seattle team that's tired. They played last night. They are struggling right now as mm-hmm. well. And Shastorka is starting the rain. It's a great spot. Uh, Super Bowl talk. I was no, no. We'll save that.
4: I have two more have two shows. Two more week. shows. Yeah.
0: We've, we're doing... We Basically, we work all weekend, which is a lot of fun. A true meaning to Oilers Nation every day because mm-hmm. this week you're getting seven straight episodes of it mm-hmm. and then five more next week. So 12.
4: Six more next week. You they, work, play on they play on Sunday. We yeah. work. 13 in the next 14 days. Yep. Real quick though. Who are you favoring?
0: I think I'm staying away from picking a winner. Oh, I'm going Kansas. You like him as dogs?
4: I just, uh, Patrick Mahomes, man. He's so good. But yep. He might and, be banged up. Jalen he's having a great year. That's, that's
0: good defense.
4: hundred percent. But sometimes I'm kind of going into this with like the Brady mentality of like, don't bet against Brady. Where now yeah, it's yeah. don't bet against Mahomes. Everyone said this when Mahomes and.
0: But he's I, lost in a Super Bowl before now.
4: So it's Brady. Sure. So I'm going to, just going to go with Mahomes. I'm going to go with a better quarterback of the two. The team has been there and done it.
0: I'm hammering the two tight ends. I think Travis Kelsey and Dallas oh, Goddard could both catch a lot of balls. I think Kelsey's kind of that safety valve for Mahomes over the middle of the field. So I think he'll use him a ton. His line is like seven and a half. It's crazy high, but I still think it's a good spot.
4: Choose your MVP bet. I mean, if you think Philly's going to win, it'd be someone on Philly, right?
0: Well, I don't think Philly's going to win. I just don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not confident enough to commit to either. So, if I had to pick one on either side, I like I could very. I think the two quarterbacks are just so chalky that you're not going to get value there, even though they're the obvious plays. Kelsey would be interesting to me. AJ Brown would be interesting to yep, me. Like if AJ Brown goes for 100 yards, catches two TDs, like he'd be the MVP, right?
4: I am going to take it in a different direction i actually think if kansas win it'll be chris jones and Mm -hmm. if philly win i think it'll be someone on that line chris
0: jones is a good pick
4: because they're gonna go at Mahomes so much so if someone i guess like three sacks and maybe a fumble or something yeah probably gonna win it right
0: a couple tips or something like that too like could very easily be a defensive player that wins it uh it is the big game on sunday
4: how about this though
0: yep
3: gatorade colors Oh, what do we got? Give
0: me orange this year. What's orange paint?
3: Orange, you got plus 200. I like orange. If you're chasing the juice, you got purple plus 1,000. There's no way it's purple.
4: We are chasing the juice, technically.
3: hmm <laughs> Blue <laughs> plus 275. Yellow or green plus
4: 175. I think it'll uh, be ah, yellow. Just an easy one to drink. See, blue's the elite flavor. I don't yeah, know why true. it's always
3: blue. blue is- Red, pink is plus 600. Clear or water
4: is plus 900. So yeah, I've always wondered that. Clear is just water.
3: Or
0: is clear clear. clear you have
4: that like that berry uh, Oh, the crystal Oh, It's, cherry. Ugh, it's, yeah, it's it was,
0: not crystal like the white Gatorade.
4: I don't try those.
0: Why not? It's delicious.
4: I'm just stick with my red.
0: Actually, I think the white one is a Powerade flavor.
4: I don't think I don't it's Gatorade. Even picture it. I drink vitamin waters. Why don't you start pouring them on people?
0: How about uh, total touchdowns, Tyler?
3: Over 5.5, Betway's got you currently at minus 134. Over 4.5 is minus 334. Or over 6.5 plus 170.
0: So 5.5 is what again, sorry?
3: Minus 134 for the over.
0: So that's 42 points. So is that a safer way of, because the over is 51. So is it Mm. safer to just play over 5.5 TDs? Is it passing touchdowns or just straight touchdowns?
3: Just straight
4: touchdowns.
0: That's probably safer than the over then, right? If that's 42, I mean... I highly doubt that they would hit the over off of like five field goals in the game, which is if there were to be five touchdowns and the over. Yeah. If you like the over, just play the five and a half touchdowns. Over way.
3: three and a half total field goals at plus 120.
0: On how many field goals? Three and a half. Yeah. See, I think these are touchdown offenses.
4: And that's the thing. At the end of these games, if teams are down, they're just going to go for it. Yeah. They're they're not going to kick the field goal.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I love that one, but.
4: Was there? Can is there a correct score bet? I want to bet 37 to 34. Why Because that? Was what that tweet was going around? It's like the NFL oh, is scripted, scripted tweet. <laughs> They've That's already funny. put out the final score. Uh, they have a
3: bunch 37. No, they don't have 37, 34. It, they're on to us. Hmm. They have a bunch of just different winning margins. This is an, an interesting one.
0: Ah, bowling star, Cherry Glacier is the white Gatorade. All right. Mm. So it is a really good flavor. You should try it this weekend, Liam. Uh, we'll see. Rusty says blue is the goat Gatorade flavor.
3: 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on. I got uh, I got some correct scores for you, Liam. Okay. All right. 37-34-4 Hoomst. Philly, he was Philly, I think. Yeah. Plus 8,000. That's it.
0: Sold. 80 to yeah, okay, 80 to 1's pretty good.
3: There you go. So plus 8,000 for Liam.
0: Yeah, That's going to be a wrap on today's show because we have a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio that we're going to be recording coming up right away. Myself, Liam, Bag Milk, Dan, Rick, everyone's going to be piling into the studio to talk some Oilers. Uh, so we'll have that and we'll be live this weekend. Oilers games are at 1030 Mountain. We are going live at 10 a.m. Mountain. A 30-minute pregame show bring you right into puck drop. Sounds like a good plan. Yep. Bag Milk, thank you. You're welcome. Shout out to our friends at Star Mechanical. Once again, uh, starmechanical.ca. Go give their website a look. Uh, we're going to put some info in the description here too. Back-to-back short for giant game days coming up this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. All from the Sports Closet Studio. Load up on Super Bowl gear. Maybe you want to start getting ready for ball season. Bagged Milk's rocking a Boba Shet jersey. Fresh off a three-year deal with the Jays. You love it. You know Sports Closet's got you covered. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great Friday night, and we'll chat again tomorrow.